Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. How do you stop being lazy? That might be a question you've been asking. Or you might know someone else who's been quite lazy recently and you don't know how to get them out of it. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and confidence mindset with me, Johnny Pardo, here to help you boost your self-esteem and confidence. Being lazy, being lazy, being lazy. So people often say to me and know me now as someone who works really, really hard, sometimes a little bit too hard, but that's because I'm quite driven and I'm very goal focused. Whilst I try and enjoy life on the side, of course, (laughs) on the side. But Lots of people struggle to get going and understanding what they need to do to actually get out of bad habits of being lazy. So I've got some tips here. First of all, though, how did my drive start? First of all, how did I really start not being so lazy? Because I have been lazy in my life. There's, of course, times I've been lazy and now and then I'm going to do something lazy. But for me, what really really started was when I was in, again, like my last podcast, I was talking about actually when I was in uh, around 13 years old, and this it's the same case of this, maybe 12, 13, and I didn't do any work in a couple of my classes, like any work, didn't do my homework or anything like that, and I, I would never answer back to the teachers, I was, I was you know, quite a quiet kid in school. I completely changed as I grew up, but I didn't do my work or work hard that much. And I used to get really, really low scores in science and I got extremely low scores in French. And I remember being bumped into like the lowest class almost of both. And I just thought, I don't want to be here. It might have been a bit of an ego thing, but I thought I've made me end up here. And there was a realisation point that I had been lazy and it had cost me by being in a lower group. And I was in a low group for science and French. Now, I was very gifted and very naturally good at math. So I was in quite a good group. But even then, I wasn't working as hard. And I actually got boosted to the top group when I started working a little bit harder as of English. I was very natural with it. But although... Talking about that, like writing stories was I was very good at, but actually reading at the time, even though I read like 50 books a year now, was a real struggle. So maths and not maths, um, science and French, I didn't work hard and I realised how lazy I was being. When I started putting in effort, I started seeing the rewards and that's really what got me going at those points. And then other points in my life and I thought, I don't know if I want to go training tonight to athlete. Well, I did a bit of athletics when I was a teenager. I thought, oh, you know, I better do and I'd get I'd get some results. But then I started falling into bad habits, of course, again, as a <laughs> as a teenager as I was. And I wouldn't go and then I'd turn up to competitions and expect to be great. But I hadn't because I've been lazy and not been training. And when I got to university, I was a little bit lazy at times. I wouldn't I wouldn't do things and in terms of sport as much, I wouldn't do do as much work sometimes and I wouldn't get the results and this is 
very much a reoccurring pattern. And I realised it was kind of because I was drinking a lot sometimes at university, as I've touched on before. But also I was, I was quite lazy from that as a result. And I don't think I was the uh, outsider as a student for doing that because many people kind of liked to party and weren't working super, super hard. But there were there are and were some students who, of course, do work really hard and get some really, really good grades. But yeah, I, I started to notice this pattern. And when I got into your job world, I really started to work hard and I wouldn't slack off because I needed to. And then it really drilled into me that I needed to work hard but smart at the same time and I couldn't afford to be lazy because when you you're lazy you get bad results so that's really what got me so driven in life and I'm just completing this podcast and I've got about seven others to complete after this and I said I'll complete all nine podcasts by the end of this week so I'm just finishing these off this week whilst maybe 10 years ago I would have just been like nah but I always commit to what I'm going to say. And it's due to some of these things that I'm about to go through. So how do you stop being lazy or someone you stop someone you know from being lazy? So the first one is move daily. When you move, when you get moving, doing something active, that helps you create more activity. So inactivity causes more inactivity activity causes more activity so if you're lounging on the sofa lying on your bed you're probably not going to get much done but then when you get up and walk you start moving you feel like you've got a bit of momentum so that's my first advice you don't have to do like two hours of weightlifting a marathon half marathon every day or 5k every day but i do like to do a bit of 5k you it's good to get a, at least a good half an hour of exercise in each day. And if you're really stuck and you can't think, then get out of your chair. Even if you've done the 30 minutes, get out of your chair, walk around the room, walk outside just to get that body flowing and that blood, well, that blood flowing throughout the body and get you thinking a little bit more. My second tip for how to reduce laziness is accountability. Now, <laughs> People are afraid of accountability partners and groups because they're worried they're not going to complete something. But that's the point. It's it's there to help you hit something. And you need a good accountability partner or group. I've been doing this system for ages and it's really, really good. I always make sure I complete what I tell my accountability group to do. Now, there's a chance you might not now and then. But if you've got a good accountability partner and you're saying to them, I'm going to complete this by the end of the week and all day, and they're saying, have you completed this and why not? They're very, very dependable. Get yourself a good accountability partner. Then it's more chance you're going to do it because when we, we're accountable to someone else outside ourselves, we've got that extra layer of responsibility as well. And then my final point is another reason that really helps me get driven and do stuff even when I don't feel like it. Remember, you don't feel, always feel like taking action, but you have to anyway sometimes. Now, if you're taking two doing too much and exhausting yourself out that's a different matter take a judgment but if you're not doing things that you want to do and you're holding yourself back then the only way to get through that is taking action if it's too big an action just break it down smaller if you've got a big daunting task and you really don't want to do it don't like the thought just break it down smaller like i say activity produces more activity but this final point is about understanding what it will really, what it's really going to cost you, but also what it's going to give you. So 
if you're if you want to do something if you're like really wanting to start that business you're wanting to apply for a job write that book think about what it's going to give you what are you going to get out of it how will it benefit you will you get more joy will you be happier if you manage to progress with it how's it going to make you feel if you do it and you can look at little jobs like maybe cleaning your apartment or flat uh as i need to actually (laughs) Um, that's on my my task list shortly. So what's what are you going to get out of that? You're going to get a satisfaction of a nice, clean environment. But on the other hand, look at what you're going to it's going to cost you if you don't do it. You're going to feel a bit restless. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're not going to be as happy in a in a messy environment. But let's go a bit higher. So what's in terms of your goals? So if you've got a goal and you're like, I'm going to write this book. And you're determined, but then you get lazy and you can't be bothered to write half a page. Think what that's going to cost you. Could it cost you doing something you really, really love? Is it? Does it mean you're going to be stuck in, if you want to be a writer for a living, for example, then is it going to cost you your happiness and joy, joy from doing something you really want to do? So just take time to think when you're doing activities, what it's going to cost, what it's going to give you, but also what it might cost you. Then you've got two drivers. You've got the pain and pleasure element, the things you're going to get from doing something and the pain attached to it if you don't do it. So those are my tips on how to stop being lazy. You have to, my, my most important out of those is you need to start taking little small actions and build up the momentum. Because when you start moving, when you start doing small things, then you start to build momentum and you can progress from there. And when we get lazy, we get lazy on ourselves. And that's a sign of disrespect to ourselves sometimes. There's there's being lazy and not tidying up when someone else has asked you to. That could be seen as disrespectful, but you, you could be lazy and not doing things for you. And just imagine doing that for someone else, how disrespectful that might be. So think about how you're talking to yourself when you're being lazy. Now, I'm not saying you need to be busy, you need to be full on all the time, you need to be productive all the time. No, you need to relax, mixed up the words there. You need to relax a little bit. So, but you need to start getting moving if you want to reduce your laziness or if you want to help someone else reduce their laziness. So thank you very much for listening today. I really appreciate you as a listener, as always, for listening. Of course, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please share it with as many friends and family as possible, just so we can get these kind of messages out to people and help more people improve their self-esteem and confidence. I appreciate you and I will catch you in the next episode. Hey, it's Johnny and just wishing you a big thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope you have a fantastic Christmas and have a happy new year. Thank you once again for your support and hope you are doing awesome.